all right people what is going on this is episode 254 of the first and frame rate show i am via baller and i got a lot a lot to talk about this episode and i hope you guys stick around it's a lot going on a lot of surprising things are happening right now within the atlanta falcons organization which um a lot of people kind of saw coming but based on the way that this season has turned out very surprised that they're still hanging around also we're going to talk about uh georgia southern football not too many people have been talking about the defense over there so i'm going to talk about the type of makeup this defense is going to have and uh where we're going to go um defensively and like i said uh um coach helton basically bought a a a hope of a better more potent more efficient offense um, but you know the guys that he bought him on defense are like really really interesting so we're going to talk about those guys as well um but before we get into all that i want to uh really you know remember the legacy of john madden um he passed away at the age of 85 lived a long uh lustrous life um the man was football he was the type to that you know uh, always talked and gave knowledge and and gave insight on the game of football. I mean, not even just in the NFL because most people know about him in the NFL, but he revered college and high school as well. He he really felt that high school was a big an integral part of the NFL. And in some cases, if you look at it, without high school, we, they may not be in the NFL because a lot of these kids develop their talents from the high school rankings. But with him and Pat Summerall together, those are some of the best football moments of my uh, upbringing. I used to look forward to listening to those two uh, put together a masterful uh, uh, commentating uh you know, I, I mean, I don't even know how to say it correctly. A masterful job commentating uh, the 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 games on Sundays. I mean, the, it, those two are the best. I mean, I I to this day, I don't even think there's anyone close to doing the job as well as they did. Like I say, you have some others out here who do a, oh excuse me who do a good job, but I don't think there's anything close to that. So, um, the video games, all that stuff, you know, um. I think every child who loved football played a John Madden football game uh, or, you know, they watched their friends play it. You know, um, I'm a big fan of the John Madden football series. Despite the way have things have gone the last few years, I still, you know, I'm, I'm still a big fan of the series. And uh, it's, it's just really, you know, it, it, it's kind of bittersweet at the end of the day that, you know, even though that, you know, he's, he's gone and it really sucks. But the fact that he lived the life that he lived, um, I'm pretty sure he was able to do everything that he wanted to do. Um, I did, uh, uh, I, I basically did a whole, uh, you know, remembrance on my VF cast channel. The link will be down in the description. If you want to check that video out, uh, uh, that's on my gaming channel. If you want to check that out. Uh, and it is, um, it's a sad day in the NFL, but you know it's a good day to is a good time to celebrate the life of John Madden. You know, it was, you know, one of the best to ever do it, if not the best iconic figure that crossed over to 
uh, outside of the sports world where everybody knew who he was. Everybody knew. Even if you didn't like football, you knew who he was. And it's just, um, you know, it was just phenomenal to see him live his life through the, you know, and, and watch his life and documentary of his life and, and, and learn, understanding the person who he was, you know, he, he, he lived and breathed football and, and, you know, and it's good to see people that love the sport that I love the sport that love the sport the way I do actually was able to show the world and, and, and let people know his uh, intelligence of the sport, getting people involved and learning more about the sport. You know, it's just it's just a beautiful thing. So, like I said, I did a whole, um, I think it was like a 40-minute, you know, Remembrance of John Madden on my VFCast channel. You guys could check that out if you like. The link will be down in the description. And for you guys that are on the uh, on the podcast side of things, just uh, go to YouTube, type in VFCast. It should pop right on up, um, and you can check it out then. I do plan on making that podcast uh, actually, you know, out there syndicated so people can get it just like they do this uh, podcast as well. So that may be in the works. I'm not really 100% sure if I'm going to do it, but that may be in the works as well where I can uh, have the VFcast on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, Anchor, all the other good stuff. Speaking of that, if you're listening to this on those platforms, I really appreciate it. Thank you guys. Uh, um, uh, if you don't mind, give this a rating. Let people know um, what type of content I do. Share this. If you're on the YouTube side of things, hit the like button, share this video, subscribe to the channel if you haven't already. Um, and uh, let's get into the rest of the show. The Falcons, man, listen, man, the Falcons are actually looking at the playoffs. I've been looking at some of the press conferences, and you know, there's a lot of coach speak and players speak where, you know, you don't want to sound like you're tanking or whatever the case may be, or you don't want to sound like you're, you know, you're just giving up or whatever, or whatever it is. Um, The Falcons are seven and eight right now, which I did not think that they're going to be able to get anywhere close to this record after everything that's happened the beginning of the season i said they're going to be nine and eight that was all things considering with you know people you know being healthy you know you're going to have a little banged up players here and there but at the end of the day i really felt that this team would have been uh nine and eight so i sat here and i looked at everything the way it was and um you saw things start to fall apart the offensive line wasn't as good as you thought it was the running game is not is where it needs to be. Um, Kyle Pitts has come out and was able to play the way he played. Um, he's eyeing over a thousand yards now, so he's just as good as advertised, in my opinion. But you look at some of the other draft picks: the Jalen Mayfields, the Richie Grants, the Darren Halls, uh, Avery Williams, um, Taquan Graham. You don't hear too much about them. You hear a little bit about, uh, you know, a lot about Jalen Mayfield because he's starting on the offensive line. Uh, Richie Grant. You heard a lot about him as well. I think Avery Williams have done pretty good on special teams, you know, so you did, you have heard about him as well, but all the other ones, um, you don't hear much, you know, so that's like what four out of the seven draft picks, which is not too bad, but I think a lot of people wanted to see them make a bigger impact, which um, 
I understand it, but when you're looking at a situation with rookies coming in, most rookies don't make that kind of impact. I mean, you've been talking about some uh, guys who were drafted in the top 10 this year and in the years past of other teams just don't make an impact right away. You know, you, you don't see that type of impact until like year two, excuse me, until like year two. And I mean that's where you get the AJ Terrells come in. I mean AJ Terrell is it's it's it turned out to be pretty phenomenal. Deion Jones has done pretty good his rookie year, but you know once that second season can we start to see these guys take off or the case may be. Um, Grady Jarrett's another one. I mean he was a fifth round pick. You didn't see much out of him, but you slowly but surely started to see him coming to his own. I mean unless if you got some of these guys who were just just overtly gifted that's going to be drafted in like the top 10 uh and they're like surefire picks those are the ones that's going to like make an impact like you look at matt ryan he made an impact event immediately julio jones immediately you know a lot of these first round picks i think roddy Wright was a first round pick you know he kind of got into his own in the late uh later stages of his first rookie year but he started to come his own later on so most of these impact players that are rookies right away you rarely see it like look at Kyle Pitts and in some cases Kyle Pitts was in a situation where he had to step up because of the Calvin Ridley's of the world who who stepped away from the game and it's just a phenomenal job that he was able to do so and he's doing a pretty good job you know you don't see too much of that and it's it's a good thing at the end of the day and I love to see the fact that um you know overall this team collectively is still pulling things together yeah they may not be winning games against elite teams but they're winning games that quite frankly they probably shouldn't win regardless um a few of these wins that they got that are seven win game out of the seven wins some of these this team is not as good as some of the some of the teams that they beat and they beat them anyway you know i mean you look at the dolphins right now they're on a seven game winning streak i mean i think what we were able to beat them um i think we beat them i'm not hold on let me go back and look let let me go back and look before i start lying man i can't even remember you know this is where you know i got my notes up but it's not holding up like the way it should uh but yeah i think they i think they end up beating them i think it was a 30 to 28 or something like that um uh, let me look and see let me look yeah, they won 30 to 28. So, you know, the 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 Dolphins at the time were quote unquote a bad team, but they're the same team that are winning games now. So it is it, all about what teams you play and when you beat them at what time. So now they're going up against the Buffalo Bills. Yeah, they're going up to Buffalo, but I mean the Bills have a hard time getting to the quarterback and stopping the run. Now we're not good at running the ball either. But uh, we'll see how that goes. And we're also playing the Saints, and we just saw the Saints get bar- get embarrassed by that same uh, Miami Dolphins team. So we got a good chance to win out. We also have a good chance of making the playoffs if other teams falter. Do I think we'll make the playoffs? No, I don't I don't think we'll make the playoffs. That That's just my personal opinion. After losing the 49ers game, that game stuck with us, and it's going to stick with us for the, for the rest of the season, where if we would have won that game, it would have been a totally different situation. Totally different situation. But um, we're going to talk about the Falcons and Bills later on in the week, and uh, we're really going to get into that as well. Um, also, uh, I will be making an announcement probably, you know, I, you know, I might as well just say it now before I, I segue into the rest of the uh, Atlanta Falcons stuff. Um, there's going to be a change 
to this episode. I mean, if you watched the last video I did, um, definitely you would know. Uh, basically, starting at the beginning of the year, um, I am on January 3rd. Um, this show will be a daily show. This will be a daily show. I won't be doing this on Wednesdays. This ep- these episodes will be uploaded to Spotify and and um, Anchor and uh, iTunes, so you guys can get the gist of um, where this is going. This is going to be uh, a show that's going to be on every day, uh, every morning around the same time, nine o'clock every morning, where you can get this uh, information. So if you want to, uh, you know, subscribe to the YouTube channel, or if you want to subscribe to the, uh, uh, the, the platforms on, uh, the podcast, you can do so. And you'll be able to get daily shows. Cause I mean, I was doing personal frame rate minis. I was doing uh, all the other daily stuff, like actual daily videos. I just decided to roll all that into one. Like I said in my other video, doing less, but giving you guys more. So I'm going to do less content as far as making a video, doing a uh, doing something, uh, the minis on the Patreon and doing all this stuff here. And, um, and just roll it all into one for you guys to get this on a daily basis. So, uh, if you guys want this content, hit the subscribe button. You guys will be, um, getting all access to that content for the people that are on Patreon. You guys will continue to get an extra episode starting next month. Um, I, that episode will probably be on the weekend. Uh, the details of that, uh, are, are to come at a later time. So, um, we'll see how that goes at that point. So that's how that's going to be. Um, looking at the Falcons, uh, eye in the playoffs. Once again, uh, I'm actually surprised, um, with this team. I think Arthur Smith, coach Arthur Smith done a pretty good job overall. Um, I'm just, uh, really surprised with the way the things, honestly, we looking at this from the outside looking, it looks like everything is falling apart. But these guys are coming up every day like, yo, we got another chance to do something. And I'm actually, uh, you know, impressed. I'm very impressed. Um, doing uh, what Coach Smith and company is doing with the talent that he has year one, this is nothing short of phenomenal in my opinion. I mean, this team won four games last year. They're on the verge of probably doubling that at the least. I think they're going to at least win one of these next two games. Uh, the Falcons play the Bills and they play the Saints. I think they're, they're, they're more than capable of winning one of these games easily. Uh, so um, so at the end of the day, I thought they were going to go 9-8. and eight. It looked like they're going to pretty go eight and nine to double in the total of wins. So when you do that, you double the total from four games to eight games, and you have this this staff of players on the field. Once Arthur Smith gets a full season under his belt and actually be able to evaluate talent, get the guys that he really wants in, got a year of coaching under his belt, so he you know he kind of got a feel of what it's like to be a head coach. Getting that stuff together. Now you're looking at him in year two. May I dare say win 11 games next year? Win 12 games next year? Is it really? I know I'm looking far down the road, and we will definitely discuss this at a later time, but is it far-fetched to think that? Honestly. 
four wins with the with the pretty much the same roster. I mean, four wins to eight wins with pretty much the same roster. You get some more guys in here through free agency. You bring some of these guys back who played hard. Those guys get experience. Um, you get a few more pieces that'll help out through free agency in the draft. I don't. I, I'm gonna be honest with you. I don't think eleven to twelve wins is. I, I don't think it's far fetched, but we'll talk about that at a different time. Um, but like I said, I think these guys, the Atlanta Falcons, have, I think the, they're on the they're ascending instead of descending. I, I think what this, this these guys have done are you know this was a really good job by the coaching staff. Will there be any coaching changes? Maybe I don't know. Um, I'm just thinking about it, just being prepared. What may happen? Do you guys think about it? Dean Pease came out of retirement. Um, will he be up for it again next season? Um, I don't want to, you know, necessarily put it out there thinking that that may happen, but I'm just looking at it from an ideal standpoint. It's not, um, it is, it's not unrealistic to think that way. To be honest with you, um, if he didn't retire, if he wasn't in retirement before, I wouldn't say that. But, you know, a year when people come out of retirement like that, you got to take things like that on a year by year basis. You just don't know. You know what I mean? You don't know what they may feel, especially with Dean Pease's. You know, he's at the age now where like, look, I don't, I don't necessarily need to do this. I mean, I was retired at one point. I, w- I would hate to see it happen. But these are the things that. As a fan, I try to be prepared for so I don't be blindsided and be thinking like, oh, man, what's going on? So with everything in place right now and the moves that Arthur Smith and Dean Pease and, and everybody else trying to make, like I said, I we have to look at everything on both sides. But right now, it looks like this team is primed to win double-digit wins next year. You know, you make some moves, you you get some things in the some guys in the trenches that are willing to to to, to push some people around. You get um a, a, some guys who are willing to to get open in the passing game to help Kyle Pitts and Russell Gage. Um, you still continue to find ways to use Cordell Patterson the way that he's been used, and 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 find more creative ways to have him more efficient, so he don't have to do so much, but still be as effective. Man, we're we're probably looking at a situation where this team could win that many games, but we'll we'll talk about that down the road. Um, Falcon, like they're still looking for looking at the playoffs picture. Um, they're gonna need some help though. They're just gonna need help, and we're gonna see. Um, they play the Bills. Um, on the second of January, uh, I will be doing a pre and post game uh outlook on that. So uh, you guys be on the lookout for that as well. Um, that's going to be a pretty tough task for them. The Saints and the Falcons game on January 9th, it's a rivalry game, and anything could happen. Um, that looks like it's a win right now because the Saints don't have a quarterback, but it's a rivalry game. You know, they played us tough in the uh, in the Superdome um, a few weeks back, and we came back and won that game. Uh, they're coming to Mercedes-Benz, which is not necessarily um, an ideal place for the Falcons to win games. And it's a rivalry game, so we don't know what may happen. Hopefully, um, they can win that game, but I, I have high confidence that they're going to win at least one of these two games. So that that's basically how I feel about that. And let's see how the Falcons do. Before I go into the Georgia Southern stuff, I want to give you guys another heads up. 
um, the show is going to be a daily show starting January 3rd. Um, you guys could check it out, uh, as far as being on YouTube on this channel. Also, if you're on iTunes, Spotify, Anchor, any other podcast platform that you like to use, check it out. I will be over there on a daily basis so you can get, listen to this on your way to work or when you get off work, you can hear the updates I have on the Atlanta Falcons and Georgia Southern football. So this will be a daily show. Will this show be around the 25, 30 minute mark? I don't know yet. It just depends on what, how I do the content. It is um, yet to be determined, but 9 a.m. every morning, I plan on having this up for you guys to listen to. Um, Monday through Friday, basically. The weekend is going to be uh, a situation where I may do an extra episode. I'll be doing the pre-post-game show or whatever the case may be. But the extra episode is going to be for the Patreon members. Uh, if you guys decide to pledge on Patreon uh, or whatever the case may be. And, I, and like I said, I may have other content over there as well uh, as far as um, the weekends go. So check that out. Um, Monday through Friday, starting 9 a.m. every morning. I will be um, having a daily show of the first and Ray show talking Atlanta Falcons and Georgia Southern football. All right, let's get into Georgia Southern football. Um, the defensive outlook on the Georgia Southern Eagles is something that's not really talked about enough. Um, we did talk about Will Harris getting some um, um, named. Well, he's named the defensive coordinator for uh, Georgia Southern. I did a video about, well, um, talking about Will Harris, knowing that he was the um, defensive back coach. Uh, I think he was the defensive back coach for the um, uh, Washington Huskies. And he's done a very good job with um, the Washington Huskies, having him one of the most elite defenses in the country. Um you know, always, you know, not even say always, but he was one of the guys that continued to, to to develop defensive backs for the um Washington Huskies. And, you know, these guys have done a phenomenal job at keeping an elite defense. And not only that, he's bringing other guys to the table. Um, He's brought in uh Rip, Rip, uh, let me see if I say this right. Um, Elwin Rip Rowan. Uh, brought uh, him in as a defensive line coach. He had experience at the um, Power Five level as well, being at places like Washington, being at places uh, where else is it? Has he gone? I think he was in other places as well. Don't get me wrong. Um, I don't want to be wrong, but it looks like he's for mostly he he was at Washington, so he was along with um will harris so he's bringing more guys with him like basically george southern is bringing the entire washington defense with it with him he's being he's the defensive line coach and once again uh he was continuously uh washington continuously being one of the top programs in defense for washington so those guys are coming over they uh um just going to continue to bring up um much more of the defense that they had there bringing it here and uh that's something that we really need i think our front seven has already been pretty good but to bring these guys along and bringing a guy like will harrison him along with uh oh, oh goodness uh kevin whitley 
bringing those those two right there i can't wait to see what those two can bring to the table their knowledge like the the you know the pedigree of a will harris with the knowledge and the uh ties to georgia that kevin whitley has bringing in uh not in just georgia but this entire southeast region bringing defensive backs in i think that's one thing i think we're going to have a phenomenal secondary within the years to come i think we already had a really good one but it's going to be great with those two guys now when we talk about the front seven the defensive line coach you know rip rowan as was a part of a defense that allowed about 22 23 points a game and they average over five tackles for a loss so even with the guys that we already have um in our front seven bringing that this type of pedigree to the team is going to be really really good to see you know and with that type of pressure you're going to get you know good secondary play because you know these two types of these two parts of the defense complement each other very well if you get pressure on the quarterback you can disrupt the running game it's going to make the defense play a lot or not defense it's going to make the secondary play a lot better because either one or two things they're not going to have to cover as much or you're going to get some erratic passes where they can get turnovers out of so those are the type of type those are the type of things you would want um also at linebacker coach um, who do we bring in the linebacker coach? Aaron Schwantz as linebacker coach. So, um, this guy, he's the one that's been all over the place. Forgive me, I thought it was Rip, but um, he has multiple stops at Power Five schools. He um was a a part of the LSU national championship team, which is really really interesting as well. Um, he's been uh with uh, I think he was with uh yeah he was with midwestern state he was with utep and he was also uh, a part of wisconsin staff as um assistant coaching outside linebackers so um he's been uh, a lot of places he's also played um i'm not saying he played he also went southeast of louisiana linebackers special teams coordinator uh like i said you he has a lot of experience so now we're looking at the linebackers you look at guys like eldrick robertson you look at some of the guys that we already that we're bringing in i mean we're bringing in some pretty good talent um already on top of the guys that we already had at linebacker so we're looking at a defense this this defense could be really really good canteens coming back you still got a mark stampley who's been recruited as um you got Ashton Whitner that is here. You got a couple of other guys that have been playing pretty good. Quinn Williams. Uh, I mean, I, the list can go down on and on. One guy, man, I hope we did get a tight end. We're getting a couple of tight ends that are going to be um, on the team. Man, Sean Pell Kissing. I hope this defense of uh, the defensive staff can see the talent, what this kid has. Bring him over to defense. I cannot say this enough. Um, bring him over to the defensive line and have him play. Hey, look, I don't care if you can put him at linebacker. Put this kid on defense. This guy looks and he like he's ready to rip people heads off when he plays defense. And I already talked about it. I don't want to go too far with that. But man, look, this defense, this defensive staff looks really good. Um, the Schwantz, the Will Harris, Rip Rowan. You have 
um, Kevin Whitley, you know, and other guys that are under that umbrella. And the talent, the one thing about it, people could talk a lot about our secondary and how bad it was last year. It was it was bad. I'm not going to say and defend it. I mean, I was one of the ones like saying like, what when the world was going on? I was at the Gardner-Webb game and I was like, why Gardner-Webb is passing the ball all over us like this? Then I realized that the secondary just was not where it needed to be. And then when Derek Canteen went down, that made it, you know, even worse. We did have a couple of guys step up. Najee Thompson moved over to defense, which um, I'm really curious to see what they're going to do with him as well because not only that he's good on offense, defense, and special team, that kid has a phenomenal football mind. Uh, I want to see what they do with that with 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 him, not just on the football field, but after football as well. That kid, that kid possibly could be a really good coach somewhere. He knows a lot about the sport. I'm very, very impressed with him. But when you when you, when you look at um, everything that we have as far as personnel on the field and the, and what we have now, um, it's going to be. I, I want to see where this goes. I think we're going to have a very, very good defense. Very good. And um, like I said, the secondary, um, for what it was, it was just lackluster. And um, it's, this is one of the reasons why we bought in guys that are ready to go. You know, we, I think I think the Ashton Whitner, I think this kid is going to be great at, 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 in the in the secondary. I can see him playing free or strong safety and being the leader of the secondary easily. Him and Derek Canteen feeding off each other. You know, um, Mark Stampley, uh, you know, college, I mean, not college, but high school player of the year, we bought him in. You know, you know, with those three guys alone, it, it, you know, I, I can't wait to see how this goes for this defense. I don't know if Derek Canteen is using uh, redshirt gear. Is he still going to have the eligibility? So he's going to have another year to play with these guys, an extra year to play with these guys. And it's going to be really – I'm, I'm going to be here for that. I can't wait to see how that goes. Now when you look at the linebackers, you look at a Kadri Jackson, you look at um, uh, Eldrick Robertson, the guys that we bought in. I can't even name all the guys that we bought in um, as far as um, – you know, I, I just can't name all the names. I can't remember. But all the guys that we bought in as far as our recruiting class, um, it, it, you know, it was um, a really big deal. You know, bringing some of those guys in, they've done so well as far as the talent. Uh, I can't I can't even remember the name off the name, all the names that we bought in. But we got like four or five, you know, guys that play linebacker that can play linebacker. Uh, we got some guys on the defensive line that can play good but football. I mean, some real physical guys. You know, we did get the transfer from North Carolina. So, Kaji Jackson um, is, is going to have his teammate back from North Carolina. Uh, you got Kavon Glenn is still here. Like I said, I hope Sean Pell Kissing goes on the um, – goes on the uh, – uh, on a defense and and one person who stands out who's coming back you know um darren um springer dylan springer's coming back to play one more year so we have a, a plethora of players who are who can play football they can play and it's, and, 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 and it's going to be really interesting to see how these guys come through and are actually um mesh with 
the the coaching staff, the defensive coaching staff, see what those guys are going to do with this team and this talent. You know, we're going to go more in depth on some of the more of the recruiting class, especially when the second part of the signing day comes up within the coming months. Definitely going to get into everybody who's been uh, recruited, excuse me, and who's been signed. And uh, we're really going to get into that because I did a video about that. I, I think I did an episode about it not too long ago about this entire staff or not the staff, but the entire recruiting class. Like I said, we got a lot of guys. Some, I think one name, I can't remember all of them, but I remember like Kevin Speed is another one. I mean, he could do a lot of things. I don't know where they're going to put him. He's like a Swiss Army knife. I mean, he could play quarterback. He could play running. I mean, he probably could play running back. Um, you see um, him, he's listed as an outside linebacker, but he could do a little bit of everything. You know, so I don't know where they're going to put him as well. And uh, it's going to be really, really cool to see how that plays out. Um, it, it's going to be interesting. Uh, as far as um, the rest of the team offensively, I'm going to be talking about those again, once again, later on down the road. But not too many people talk about the defensive side of the ball when it came to Georgia Southern. I mean, we didn't know what was going on. All we knew was um, Clay Helton coming in. You know, you had the Ryan Applin, you know, come in, um, Brian Ellis. Uh, you know, you had those guys coming in. And uh, we were just talking about, okay, what the offense is going to be like. Because the offense was like such a big deal at Georgia Southern. Leaving the triple option to a more of a balanced attack. Um, we're we're going to basically see um, a, a shakeup in offense. But at the same time, nobody really talked about the defense, you know. So when you have, you know, the, you know, the, you know, Rip Rowan, you the uh, Will Harris, the Aaron Schwans, those guys coming in, it's going to be really cool to see um, how these guys mesh with the personnel on the field. It's going to be really cool to see. Um, before I go, I will say this. Um, Ephraim Reed was the running backs coach. He is going back to uh, Michigan State. We did pick up another running back uh, coach. Uh, I can't remember his name. It, this is all uh new. Um, let me see. Let me see if I can pick this up. Sorry for the hold up. All right, let's see. Let's Sorry about the hold up. I'm guys, guys, I'm just sitting here trying to get this together. Um, yes, here it is right here. Matt Merritt. He will be the running back coach for Georgia Southern after Ephraim Reed has left. So he's a former court running back coach of um James Madison and Elon. <laughs> How you guys doing over there, Elon? Man, dude. man, Georgia Southern versus Elon, man. We used to Man, we used to do some things to that team, man. That's yeah. <laughs> That's crazy. But um nevertheless, uh we're going to um see how that plays out. Also, for Georgia Southern, we have uh the wide receiver coach, Marcus Davis, coming from Hawaii. That's gonna be pretty cool to see how that plays out as well. Um we got a handful of wide receivers that we picked up too, so it's going to be really cool to see how that plays out. So that's basically what's going on now. Um, the football staff is looking pretty good right now. 
Um, can't wait to see how everything goes. Um, defensively is what we're eyeing today, and I think we're gonna have a pretty good uh staff. So, um, I think it's gonna be a really good season. I can't wait. I'm be going to a few games next year. I'm definitely excited. I can't wait eight and a half months until football season starts. Oh, man, I'm going to have to get as much information as possible, and you will get as much information as possible for me. My commentary, my thoughts and opinions, uh, all the way up to signing day, the spring practice, to the first game of the season. We're going to be talking about all of that. Also, we're going to continue to be talking about these Atlanta Falcons. Those guys are looking at the playoffs, actually. I don't think they're going to make it, but it's good to, to continue to, to strive for the best. So that's going to conclude the rest of this show um that's going to be the end of the show i thank you guys for making it this far if you listen this far give me a rating on your favorite platform that you listen to this uh, once again i am on youtube if you listen to this you already know but if not i am on youtube at uh, under first and frame rates check that out you um, google that i should pop right on up also if you want to listen to me outside of the youtube realm iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, Anchor. You can listen to any of those uh areas. I will be um I will be there. And uh, announcement, like I said, I will be doing these shows daily. Um they should be up every day at 9 a.m. Monday through Friday. Saturday I'll be doing an um an extra episode for the guys on Patreon. And I'll be doing probably a little extra content for the channel as well. So hopefully you guys will check all of that out. Thank you guys it, once again. Rest in peace, John Madden. If you want to listen to that, I have a 40-minute um, podcast episode of Remembering John Madden. You want to check that out. That's The link is in the description. Or if you're listening to this on the uh, podcast avenue, just type in VFCast. I should pop right on up where you can listen to my secondary channel where I talk about John Madden and I talk about gaming. All right, y'all. Thank you guys for listening. Thank you guys for watching. I will see you guys on the next one. You guys be easy. You guys take care. Happy New Year. Be blessed. All right, y'all. Peace.